My name is Leslie Payne. Welcome to day 13 of Below the Median Income. Some background information about how I came up with this. First is the Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Secondly, on March 12, 2018, Director Joshua V. Barr of the Des Moines Civil and Human Rights Commission said, We have 75% of students experiencing some form of poverty in Des Moines public schools. So what can we do to improve that outlook? Research has shown that if a person remains in an impoverished condition up through their adolescent years, they are more likely to remain in that position as they become older and become adults. That information made me think of a person being in a space that they could see but were not participating in. It evolved into an idea for an art installation of aerial images of Des Moines displayed on the floor. The images place the visitor outside the space they routinely travel. The audio components are interview recordings obtained from people involved with public or nonprofit organizations. The interviews tell the visitor about where that person routinely travels. The installation contrasts Des Moines ranking as a best-in-nation place to live, Iowa nice reputation of being overly friendly and go out of our way to help fellow citizens, and the visitor's personal story of where they travel in the city. You are listening to the audio component of my project. I didn't want the interviews to be an unheard story in a gallery setting. The best way I thought to prevent that was to make them available as a podcast. My guest for day 13 is Manisha Padel. In the interest of full disclosure, she is the first person in Des Moines I met with to talk about this project, which wasn't fully defined, so I was on the receiving end of more than a few questions I had not figured out in May 2018. With that out of the way, Manisha is the Equity Coordinator for the Des Moines Civil and Human Rights Commission. The mission of the organization is to advance justice, promote equality, and ensure the protection of human rights for all people in Des Moines through investigation, education, advocacy, and community engagement. The commission is charged with providing a public service to the community and is supported as part of city government. They are an impartial investigative agency which seeks to determine through investigation if a person was treated unfairly in violation of the city code they enforce. The organization is community-driven. They want to see and hear you at events. You can check their website for the most up-to-date information. If you have questions, send them to humanrights at dmgov.org. Thank you for joining me, Manisha. What suburb of Des Moines do you live in? Ankeny. Who do you live with? With my husband. Finish the sentence. When I step outside the place I live, I see... Openness, quiet, peaceful environment, people. When I step outside the place I live, I hear... Birds. A lot of birds. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Nepal. I lived part of my life in Canada. And then Canada to here was also when my family decided to settle in the U.S. and wanted to live here permanently. I followed the family. What languages do you know? Hindi, Nepali, and English. Did you know English prior to going to Canada? 
Yes. So it's education system in Nepal is set up in a way where English language is taught as one of the subjects. So it's like a language class. It's almost every child that goes to developed schools learns English. What was your first impression of coming to Canada? It was different. I'd seen a lot of people in magazines and TV, so it felt like I walked into a TV or into a movie because I'd never seen that many people that didn't look like me all at once. But coming to the U.S. was where I, it felt very different because I realized the more I learned about the history of the country, the more I became aware of my differences. How did you end up in Des Moines? So I went to Drake. Drake was the only college when I transferred from Canada. It was the only university that accepted three years worth of credits that also had an international relations program. There was the school um, that I first came to Des Moines for. My family lives in Davenport, Iowa. Then I moved away, went to Chicago and whatnot, and then I moved away for a while. After I lived in Washington, I wanted to move back to Iowa to be closer to family. I didn't want to live anywhere else other than Des Moines, just because of its size, the opportunities that it would have, and it would have been difficult for me to go back to the, the rural or less metro part of Iowa after living in bigger cities. How has volunteering your time made an impact on your life? I think that's the only time I feel important for existing in the world, and there's no other way of feeling good. Um, so selfishly, I feel good when I volunteer, but that's also a way of giving what I have, which is time, because I don't have a lot of other resources to give. Do you vote in elections? I do. Which ones? Um, Local and um, national, yes. Why is it important to vote? It's a right that a lot of people don't have. So I would like to take advantage of it. It's one of those things where everyone's hungry, but I have food in front of me. I should eat it or give it to someone else. And in voting case, I can't just give my voting rights to someone else who can't. So it's one thing that I have and wouldn't want to not take advantage of it. What trait do you admire most in the people closest to you? Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I think being okay with my weirdness. I, get, <laughs> I, I am very weird at times, and being my authentic self is something that I strive for. And people closest to me are okay with that, and they, they're comfortable around me when I'm weird, which makes me want to be my authentic self. What do you do for yourself? Time. I give myself time, whether it's a physical space or just take that five minutes to not respond or not think about something. I try to give that to myself and it's hard, but work in progress. What does success look like for you? Hmm. I don't know. I think success would be when I want to do more of that whatever that is. So if I'm successful at something, that means that I want to do more of it because I know that that works, whatever it is, whether it's in cooking. So continuing of something that I've worked on defines to me that that whatever I worked on is was successful. When is the last time you asked for help? Oh, just today. (laughs) 
I ask for help all the time. I was hearing a story of a, a refugee family, and I went up to my coworker and said, hey, can I just share this? Can I unload? And their time to me is a huge help. What motivates you? Happy people. Happy children. Des Moines has an equity team. That's a rather new initiative. Mm -hmm. Are you in charge of that? In the city, yes. What's your goal or objective? Uh, so I'm more of a facilitator of that team. Goal is to first increase the awareness of everyone in the organization to believe in providing equitable services, recognizing that we have inequities in Des Moines. But ultimate goal is that everybody asks the question, who are we benefiting, who are we burdening from any action or decision we make? You have a lot of variety in your role as equity coordinator. What does a typical week look like? A lot of meetings, a lot of asking questions, a lot of clarifying assumptions about people. I think pushing for change in a way that everybody wants. There are a lot of well-intended people, but I think there are times where we don't think of how inclusive or exclusive our languages are and how we speak. Working on the equity team, planning for events, connecting with community members and organizations to help them want to participate in local government. What challenges for the organization, position, or people you serve are you trying to remedy within the Civil and Human Rights Commission? I think undoing things that government has been involved in doing in the past. I want to make sure that we don't band-aid a tumor. We don't just provide a small, immediate solution to something that's a much bigger than what it looks like. And it's important that we give resources for people that need them immediately, but we also need to look at systemic changes so that ultimately people in the community don't depend on organizations and agencies and staff to just get by or to thrive. In my role and as a commission, I think what we want to do is create an environment in a community for everyone to feel that they can achieve their full potential and access resources to do that.